Hi, this is Eric Darbyshire of Adventures with Eric, presenting to you Chapter 15, Befriending the Enemy. We have to do something so that we don't always have to be worrying about Mike Pearson and his gang, Katie said. Yeah, right, and when that happens, we can rid the rest of the world of crime. I replied, it's about as realistic. Even after we helped them from the fire, they still acted the same way. No, the rest are easier on us. Buck seems to be hanging back and not joining in, and Dave doesn't tease us like he used to. It is just Mike. He didn't like being helped by weenies, Bernie added. Well, that just isn't right, Katie said. We all looked at her in a manner that said, If we didn't know you were as cool as you are, we would be acting like Mike and mimicking you with a whiny, Well, that just isn't right. Of course it isn't right, but that is the way they are. They have always done things that weren't right. Otherwise, they would probably be, well, men from Weenie. I replied. There were nods of agreement all around. Sort of an epiphany of understanding had occurred. Just as the States had its Russia, so the men from Weenie had their red terrorists. This was the proper order of things. Or was it? Isn't it possible for them to have fun without hurting us? Spud questioned. We need to think about this. What could we do that would entertain them without them hurting us? Bernie asked. And I know he would be the one who would come up with the solution if there were one. What other things do they do that don't involve bothering other people? I knew Bernie would be coming up with something really good as he was asking lots of questions that didn't really require answers. When he started asking questions like this, he really didn't want us to answer. It was just his way of thinking out loud. So, just don't stand there staring at me. Tell me, do any of you know what else those guys do aside from bother us? Bernie asked. I guess he did want us to answer him. Well, Mike does know how to play chess, Spud offered. Isn't that weird, Katie said. Bernie was biting his upper lip and said, But if he learned how to do that, he has to be able to do other things. Learning how to play chess, even simple chess, takes some patience. To be the leader of a group of idiots and bullies takes something as well, I added. But maybe that just makes him a smarter idiot, Spud said. You know, it is probably the only group Mike has the possibility of being with, so he has to prove that he is better at being part of the group than the rest of it, the idiots in it. This sounded so logical, Bernie had to be right. I wasn't happy with the implications of what Bernie had said. I don't like where this is going. The next thing somebody is going to say is that we invite Mike to be part of our group and there's no way he can be allowed to be a weenie. 
Not just yet, but we could see if he wanted to do something with us, Bernie replied. Just what could we invite Mike to do with us that he would be interested in and not think we were up to something, Katie asked. Well, he likes you, Scott said to Katie. Bernie quickly looked at Katie and his face turned a little red. I could tell Bernie was a little jealous and the truth of Scott's statement brought his feelings to the surface. Not a chance. There's nothing we could do with Mike. We might as well just forget the whole thing. I said in protection of Bernie. Because there was absolutely no way I would be jealous of somebody paying attention to Katie. Calm down, Eric. What is your problem? We aren't talking about Katie and Mike running off together. We're talking about Katie approaching Mike to do something with us. She is the most likely to convince him. Bernie said to me, boy, he could really hide his jealousy. I just don't like the idea. That is all, I said. It's okay, Eric. I am willing to give it a try, Katie said. Sure, go off and join the Red Devils. See if we care. Spread all our secrets about. Yep, the men from Weenie. We will just create new secrets, I heard myself saying, and I knew I should have shut up long ago. I could feel my face turning red. Okay, so I was afraid and jealous. Katie was one of the best things that had happened to our group, and I didn't want anything to change that. Maybe we should talk about this some other time and let Eric think it over, Katie said, as she looked at me out of the corner of her eye, in a way that I could tell she was frustrated with my behavior. In a truly ingenious method of backpedaling, I tried to dig my foot out of my mouth and said, No, really, I'm okay with it. I was just getting concerned about what might happen to Katie if this doesn't work. So we all agreed that Katie would talk to Mike and see if he wanted to do something with us. I am not sure if the others slept as poorly as I did that night, but there was something in this whole idea that I did not like. And it wasn't just my being jealous about Katie. Bernie's idea seemed sound, but what if we hadn't thought of everything? A couple of days later, Katie contacted us and said she had talked to Mike. He agreed to go out to the old barn with us to dig worms for fishing, and then we would all go fishing later. Katie said he was skeptical at first, but when she had explained that she just thought it might be more fun if he came along, he agreed that anything would be more fun with him along. Katie would get Mike and meet us at the old barn. Okay, men, this is it. We are fraternizing with the enemy to see if we can use him to spy for our cause, I said. Bernie was obviously deep in thought, but said, Agreed, men from Weenie, we will do our best to act as if Mike is one of the gang, but don't give out any classified information. Scott, it would be best if you just kept kept it to telling jokes. 
No need to talk about the men from Weenie, okay? Telling jokes, I am the best at that. I could tell him the one about the watermelon and the alligator, Scott said. Scott, everybody has heard that joke 12 times, and it wasn't very funny to begin with, Spud said, just as Katie and Mike arrived. Mike had brought a fishing rod and net with him. He had a smile that I had a hard time distinguishing from a sneer. He acted like he and Katie were a group and we were the outsiders. I took the group over to where the best worms were. Digging worms is something we were all very good at. Catching fish, on the other hand, was something we all seemed to fail at. Mike got into the digging of worms, but then he threw one at Katie. It hit her on the cheek and it stuck just enough to slowly fall onto her shoulder. Mike was laughing and Scott was laughing, but nobody else. Katie stared at Mike in a way that made me glad she was on my side. Come on, Mike, you don't have to wreck the fishing trip, Bernie said. Katie stopped staring at Mike and went back to putting worms in a bucket. Who's wrecking a fishing trip? We're just having a little fun, Mike said defensively. Yeah, emphasis on little, I said. Okay, so I said it under my breath. I didn't want to end end the fishing trip with Mike dumping a bucket of worms on my head. Come on, guys, we have enough worms. Let's go, Katie said, but I could tell she was still steaming. If Mike pulled one more thing, she would be at him like a woodpecker going for a tree. We walked to the lake talking about nothing in particular. Mike didn't say a whole lot. He did try to get on Katie's good side, and when it was clear that wasn't happening, he just shut up. The lake looked more promising than any time before, as the fish were actually jumping. It confirmed that there were actually fish. I had wondered about this in the past. We fixed up our rods and began casting. The fish immediately stopped jumping. Oh well. It was a nice day all the same. We sat back to enjoy the sun and look at the clouds. Mike caught a fish. We were astounded. Nobody had even got as much as a bite in the past, and he actually had one on his line. His rod was bobbing up and up and down. He was whooping and hollering. We all stood in awe. Hey, get the net, Mike yelled. Katie grabbed for the net at the same time as Scott, and their heads collided. Mike had the fish up on the shore, still connected to his line. Scott got up and offered the net to Mike. Mike said, you idiot, I don't need the net now. The fish has been landed. Mike got hold of his fish and removed the hook from the mouth. The fish slipped from his hands and went back into the water. Should have put the fish in the net, Scott said. Mike looked at Scott with what could have only been anger. Mike walked to where Scott and the net were. Maybe... You should get the fish in the net now, Mike said as he pushed Scott into the water. Scott stumbled but held on so that he only managed to get his feet wet. Mike then took the net and put it over Katie's head, which, 
she was still rubbing from the collision with Scott. Mike then tried to pull Katie around by the net. Come on, Mike, leave her alone. She just hurt her head, I said. You guys are just a bunch of babies. You just don't know how to have fun, Mike said as he let go of the net. He went back to his rod and proceeded to swing it through the air above Bernie's head. Okay, I think that is enough fishing for one day, Bernie said, and just at the right time, as I was eager to pack up my stuff and get out before I was tempted to do something to Mike that ended up with me in pain. I couldn't really imagine things improving. Oh, come on, you weenies. This is all part of fishing, and they are biting. Don't you guys know how to have a bit of fun? Mike said as he was reworming his hook. He tossed a worm at Katie, who had got the net off her head and was trying to get her fishing rod. The rest of us continued to pack up. When Katie had her stuff, we began walking back to town. As we were leaving Mike, he caught another fish. He tried to lob it in our direction, but we were out of range. We could hear him yelling various things after us, but we just kept on walking. I can't believe that. He acts the same as when he is around his friends, Scott said. You know what is scary, Bernie said? I think that is the way Mike has fun. I don't really think he gets it. He was the one that kept saying we didn't get it. Well, that is the last time we try this, I said. Oh, I don't know. The way he threw the worm at me was sort of caring, Katie said as she rolled her eyes. Yeah, and you're the one he likes, said Scott. Thank you for listening. I hope you will listen again next week as we will hear... Chapter 16, White Hats of the Old West.